You've just found your way to CX in the Wild. Season 2, where Dennis Wakabayashi is again on safari around the world, capturing candid conversations with the leading executives in the customer experience and marketing industries. And now, let's step into this episode of CX in the Wild. I have Pete from AptEdge with me today. I'm always interested in the genesis of the ideas and the humans behind corporations. Tell me on it's who you are and um, a little bit about your backstory. You know, what led you to join uh, startup AptEdge? Got it. Well, hey, my name is Pete Lee. Uh, this is startup number four. Oh my God. So I've uh, been in the Bay Area for uh, for a couple companies for, for this really fun journey. But a little bit of background. Um, my family migrated to the United States when I was about five. My dad actually went to UCLA Law School. So you're, you're, you're first generation. Yeah, I'm from Taiwan originally. Okay. Welcome. So uh, like a lot of migrants came here, saw the migrant hustle of my, my family. You know, they were uh, relatively well off, but transitioning to the United States. You know, that, that hustle, that, you know, ability to adapt to a different climate definitely kind of stuck with me as I kind of grew up. Ultimately, my path took me in many different directions, including joining the U.S. Navy. That really was a huge milestone in kind of opening me up from, you know, the safety of growing up in uh, in, in Los Angeles with everything available to you to actually having to, to fend for yourself in the real world. And, you know, that, that that military culture where it's all for one, you know, thinking about your teammates, thinking about what's good for the society has really stuck with me in everything that I've done. It's interesting you say that about all for for one, because I think I kind of think of military as uh, consistency, discipline, systems, scale, human orchestration at its finest in terms of managing all the pieces and parts. You have this discipline and it sounds like you've taken that to startups to grow teams. What what is, is am I even accurate at all on that at all? Yeah, yeah. I think um, from the Asian household where you revere your elders and you think about the family first, that is a business, right? You care about the people, you care about your customers, you put people first and ultimately if you do the right thing, businesses are going to prosper. You've had four startups in your background. Why did you come to AppEdge? We're in this society today where there's just knowledge everywhere. Twitter, Wikipedia, internet. There's content everywhere. everywhere. Where one area may have the right knowledge. There's just so much available that we just tune it out, right? And so that that's even more critical in the business landscape because you have to action that knowledge right away. You're actually making business critical decisions and workflows where if you don't make the right decision, you lose a customer. If you don't make the right decision, you lose a sale, right? And so the problem statement is simple. You have all this dispersed information, right? Not knowledge, but you're able to extract that and make it actionable. That's the key. Make it actionable so you can act on the knowledge because knowledge without action is meaningless. You probably heard that quote. It's just floating around in, in, the, in, the, in the ethers. Yeah. But if you can action it, all of a sudden, this power of the knowledge that's been building now can be at your disposal and be your competitive edge. So when I teach at the universities, I try to explain that content, there's different kinds of content. Content that's information that can't be put to use is just an announcement. Information that can be put to use is education. Here's what I think I understand. You take these AI technologies, you bring that same new genius search to bear on all the information in an organization so that agents have sort of a super search in the organization to help customers. The value to the customer is 
they, they get the knowledge or the answer faster. And the value to the organization is it decreases escalations. I think that's right, but I want to take one step back. So when we say make knowledge actionable, it's not just the, the disparate sources where knowledge can sit, including social channels now with Slack and Teams, where a lot of knowledge is being actioned by two people chatting about a problem and find the solution. That's where most of the solutions absolutely, are. Absolutely, absolutely. And then that's lost. The traditional way of, of, of accumulating knowledge is a knowledge base. Knowledge is not static. If that's not updated, you don't get the most immediate answer to the problem. So again, knowledge is fluid. Knowledge is flowing in all these different systems. And so that's one problem. If it's not relevant to the person at the time of action, it's never going to be used. That's right. Right? So, so when we say make knowledge actionable, it's making the relevant answer available to, in this case, the agent, but it's actually across all businesses, but we're starting with the agent, right? And when we say agent customer care, we're talking about internal IT support also for outbound agents. If you look at customer care, they have a lot of technologies to look at. If knowledge is not available on their primary platform, they're never going to use it, right? And it's also need to be able to be very simple where it just become part of their daily lives where they can just use a tool and action the knowledge. So first of all, we've all been trained to search now. When we have questions, we search. That's no different from us as consumers or when we go to work and we're part, we're an agent for success right? For, for a brand. So we know we need a search. You're brand new in the marketplace, so you don't have any of these legacy models Absolutely. or technologies. Technologies. You're all up in the cloud. Is that right? We are. So you're all up in the cloud and you're using, I heard from Akrit earlier, GPT 3.5, which is the newest flavors. Your company has invested in creating connectors between Slack, uh, Zendesk, uh, other things. Walk me through that. Yeah, we actually provide a unified search experience, which means we index all these knowledge sources to find the most relevant answer. For example, like Teams and Slack, it could get really, really noisy, right? And if you just source that to people, it could be unrelated to the topic. We actually find relationships to the Slack Teams thread, to the ticket, to the Jira case, to the Confluence case. So there's a lot of AI going around the background, right? So bring that most relevant information to the agent. And when you have this relevant information, all of a sudden the agent can action and we can build automation to de-escalate, to deflect tickets. There's a whole bunch of things that can happen. With all of these AI in, in, in combing and looking at the entire internet and having a human interaction to answer a question, that doesn't apply to the business world because the business world, all the data is silent. And protect and protected and and there's no relationships between what's in Salesforce and what's in Zendesk. None of that is available. If we're able to unify that data so that you have the right results and then you feed it through an engine like GPT three to get the answer, all of a sudden the interaction with the agent when they look for a question, they're not they're not just looking at like a Google bar and finding a search result with a bunch of search results. They're getting the answer to their question right away, which will allow them to solve issues. And, and by the way, getting the answer drives a ton of automation. If you look at some of these technologies like chatbots, virtual assist, where you can deflect calls by providing the answer at the right time versus like a static knowledge base. All of a sudden you provide the right action to take leading to much better results. So in fact, the entire customer service stack, customer care stack revolves around the ability to action knowledge. So now you're the CRO, you're responsible for growing. There's people who build the models of the algorithms that sort through the masses of data. And those engineers, they, they build these algorithms to get very smart. So that's like the brains, but the brain is not connected to anything until someone like your team says, we've created, we've used the brain power for agents to solve a problem, which is escalations. The brain figures out all of the connected pieces and, and essentially creates a new brand specific brain that agents can leverage to 
for your mission decrease escalation. If you want to connect AI, you need a specific solve in the business environment and you need a conduit between the AI algorithmic engineers and getting it inside a brand. I'm generalizing, but I'm just trying to make it understandable to people. The problem that we're solving is very, very hard, right? Even though it has a lot of permeations. Ultimately, we have the engine with the AI models in place that's able to index all these systems. When you say you have your own engines, I'm curious, just from my own knowledge, do all of these internal systems have a hook that you can plug in or do you have to build a hook right. into them? A lot of these existing systems, I know may, they I know they have hooks because integration for the last 20 years has been like the bane of everyone's yep. existence. So modern things are like, we play nice with other systems. Are you just taking advantage of that, the infrastructure integration uh, changes that happened in the last 10 years or are you pioneering new ways? Every person I ever talked to says, we check the box on integrating with everything. We make it all mm -hmm. work together. It's easy. It happens overnight. But a lot of people find that that's not the case. Is this concept called unified search versus federated search? Let me kind of get into a little bit of okay. details. So as a contact center leader, say you have three main systems that you work of, right? You have your Zendesk as your ticketing platform, right? You have Jira where your technical team is producing feature updates and you have Black where your team is con consistently asking questions back and forth. Okay. First of all, yes, all of those systems have APIs that we can tap into for information. But there's a couple things that are challenging. Those three systems have no relationships to each other. That's right. That's number one, right? Number two is if we were to tap into Jira search, Salesforce search, Zendesk search, and Slack search, because they don't have relationships with each other, it doesn't pull the most relevant information to the actual scenario you care about. We actually pull in the data from all three systems, perform the search on our system with all those relationships, and that's how we're able to get the most relevant results. So what that sounds like if I'm a if I'm a CIO is that you take all my data out and you take it somewhere else, but I don't think that's what you mean. Just the relevant data for us to perform the search to get the right results to the agent. Okay. With all of the security policies, we're obviously HIPAA, we're obviously SOC, but with all the policies in place that will maintain their but security posture. But you're posture. not creating a copy of the data. In some ways we are. We're indexing the data. Let's just be honest. All this techno mumbo jumbo side, the agent is the agent is the one who says, I just wish I could ask all this at once, just right. like I do on Google. Correct. Things like conversational places where people get smart, like Slack, Jira, Zendesk, where people solve problems and document them as a, as a culture. All those things can be in a unified search mm -hmm. for an agent. Correct. Bottom line, somebody in the organization has, without promising the moon, it's just, it's a slightly better or at least the most modern version of finding information in the organization. It just happens to be supercharged by AI now, whereas before we didn't have that a couple years ago. Correct. Your mission was to solve just to stop escalations. Yes, it can be used for a lot of things, but the pain point or the opportunity or the CX lever is escalations cost more money. You read customers tend to churn. It multiplies the number of poor customer experiences someone has when they escalate. And by having the answer, you believe it decreases escalations. Can you unpack all that in your, your language for yeah, me? Yeah, absolutely. So now that we have this index of information that we can get the right answer to the support agent at the right time, because that answer is accurate, now you can action it, right? But how do we deescalate? Number one, when the agent, whether they're supporting a digital ticket, chat, email, or on a phone call, if they have the right answer at the right time, they solve the problem very simply. So the problem is solved. Number two, now let now that we have the answer, let's drive more automation. Because we have 
the right answer, we can now find similar tickets, similar support cases, and automatically deflect them. What that means is you can deflect very simple issues, like a password reset, like a feature release question. And for example, like if there is a outage for a cable company, that's commonly asked questions by your millions of subscribers. If we're able to determine all of those things related, we're going to be able to deflect all those tickets and resolve them all so, at once. So what you're talking about is I like deflection because you're talking about an answer at scale. Correct. Escalation is when one person has a question and you can answer that quickly. Deflection in, was that answer propagates across all the other incoming requests. Future tickets yes. and current tickets. All right. I love that. We've talked a lot about the tech. I want to get to how how these this information that you're sharing helps create momentum for you and Akrit in the uh, in the marketplace. You're you're the new CRO. You've just recently come in. You have a vision for 2023. How you want to scale? Everybody I've come in contact with, I classify them as dreamers or defenders. Dreamers want the new thing. They're about innovation. They're about going forward. And defenders, for better or for worse, they have these kingdoms of legacy systems, legacy programs that they have to protect. They like the idea of innovation, but when you introduce it, there's five other people who say, don't touch my thing. But I feel like dreamers, people who like invent the Ubers or invent the Netflix or or startups or um, people who aren't quite thinking from legacy technology, but want to like go forward. That's the person who has the appetite. What's good about the defenders in the organization is like, if I'm running Jira, Slack, uh, Zendesk, I might say, hey, Dreamer, let's pair up because mm -hmm. we can take this forward for the customers. Tell me what the truth is. With any new introduction of, of technology to the ecosystem, there's always the innovators and the laggards, right? I think, Dennis, to your point, we want to go after folks who are already digitally transformed in the cloud, who are looking at technologies to be able to basically deal with this current macro climate, right? Where customers are a lot smarter, so they ask very, very hard questions because information is everywhere, where it's very hard to hire and retain talent because there is a challenge to be able to keep agents. And also there are a escalation of issues. So all of a sudden you have to maintain status quo or better CSAT with the same amount of people, right? So the innovators are going to look at technology that can solve the root of that challenge, which is in, in our minds, which is the knowledge problem. By making knowledge available for people, people automatically get smarter. And when they get smarter, they are able to address their customers. So yes, we are looking for companies who are relatively forward thinking. And frankly, those are the ones that are going to survive the recession at this point. So forward thinking, I already talked to Akrid. I know your customers, if they have 500 customers and, and incoming uh, questions, clients, there's a threshold there where the AI part of it makes sense. Correct. To his point, I happen to um, know that you you work with a company here in, in um, Texas, and I know they're digital centric entirely, entirely digital businesses. So I just wonder, are all of the companies that you work with now less than 10 years old? We have a couple of customers who are much older generational companies that have rode the digital transformation cycle. So they are more digitally forward. But yes, I would agree a majority of our client base would be companies created in the last 20 years who are more digitally native. The end customers that they're supporting, okay. either B2B or B2C, which could be vastly more. We actually support typically agents, over 50 agents in our customer base. Okay. If you're within 10 years old and growing and you have 50 agents or more and you want to use GPT 3.5 to harmonize or unify all of this communication to become actionable information for your customers, that's the sweet spot? That is the sweet spot. Now, thank you. Break it down for me. 
the product lines and uh, entry points, if you can, tell me what your go-to-market for 2023 is. We want to get to 100 customers. Okay. We want customers who are also going to push us to innovate. We have a very great product today. However, as any early stage startup, our product evolves with customers who are partners with us to push the product. So customers who are, again, forward thinking that wants to change the way they're treating their end customers because they know that is the most important thing for them. Their end customers are the goal to be retained and to acquire. We want people that can help us push the envelope. You, you're talking about co-collaboration, co-creation, collaboration. That's going to be the new business model going forward. This one size fits all or I have the perfect solution for you. Days are over. Correct. We've been customizing platforms, even your smallest platforms. Everything we do has to be customized. Your agility and um, evolution of, of solutioning is built into your DNA. I love that. You're gonna, you want to get 100 customers. We've identified the sweet spot. Let's say I'm a customer. I've got uh, 500 customers now. I have 50 agents. I don't have any legacy, anything. All my stuff is like in the cloud, platformed. How can you help me? I think what's great about being digitally native ourselves and also build on modern tech, we can stand up an environment in basically 30 minutes. We can have you in production in 30 minutes. What does that mean? It means that by the time you sign in 30 minutes in working with your technical team to give us access to your systems, you will have a live platform with the unified search and automating your workflow. And, and so just because I am a digital guy and this is my business, what I think I hear you saying is you deploy a platform, I enter in some credentials, it activates against my ecosystem. I give it access to Slack. I give it access to Zendesk. I give it access to Jira. Jira, because all three of those you mentioned, highly digital native platforms, they get the platform game and they understand the importance of collaborating. So I sign with you. I fill out this stuff. It goes in there. Now I've got the issue of training my agents or how do you solve that? We'll obviously provide the onboarding, the training to make sure your team knows how to use our tool. We want to make it self-service so that your team is able to build on top of what we have and be able to drive value. And obviously we have a dedicated customer success team member that will help you along the journey. But again, the goal of us is not to introduce new tools that will complicate your environment, right? This is going to make your agents experience much, much easier. But then we also have the enablement to ensure your agents are using our platform within the platform they're accustomed to, whether it's Zendesk, Salesforce, or ServiceNow. So they're, they're getting the most out of our tool. And we'll also make sure we understand the ROI of your business. What, what are the, the key metrics that you want to achieve with what we do so that we're measuring that, that we're ensuring that we're meeting so and exceeding value. keeping track of like NPS scores or absolutely uh, uh, CSAT average handle time, lowering escalations, ticket deflections. Walk me through the process of getting engaged with you. It really depends on where you're at with the journey, but a, a typical process, we definitely want to do some sort of discovery to understand what is the pain. Everybody understands the pain around knowledge, but what is the specific KPI driven from the top that you want to achieve, right? Do I need to maintain my, my agent count, but then I have 50 times more tickets because of certain issues? Do I need to lower escalation? So we want to understand those business metrics. After we understand that, we align to it. Then we basically figure out what is the, all the systems that you connect to that, that typically has your source of knowledge. We'll go through the implementation, which again, in majority of cases is less than 30 minutes because we already have those pre-built APIs that it's sure. a one-click integration. And where you don't, that becomes the bespoke solution. Correct, correct. Fine. And then when we go through training, that's typically a one to two week process. So within two weeks, you are agents are live in our environment, driving value from this platform. So I think that's also important. There are some customers who want to test this system. Again, because we're able to set up integrations so quickly, the trial process 
process will be seamless. And basically the trial experience will just turn to production if you want to roll into production. If I wanted, if I wanted to try this new GPT technology, but inside my business, I could call you up and say, bro, let me get a trial. Let me get one person on it. We'll connect one or two systems. If they love it, then you can, is it that simple? It is that simple. Just talk about 2023, where you're headed, your vision for the growth of the company, key customers you're targeting. And, and then I just want to ask you about the future. Obviously with the excitement around GPT-3, there's a lot of things we can build onto it that is undiscovered. And as I shared with you earlier, by partnering with the right customers, let's create the future of this, right? But I also want to take a step back. You know, this problem of, of finding information, making it at your fingertips and then actioning it. This is not just a customer care problem. This is a sales problem. Salespeople don't find co competitors and feature requests very, very easily. They're constantly bombarding the rest of the company with questions. I'm a sales guy. I asked my, my co-founder, Akrit, questions all the time on the product. That's probably already documented. This is an HR problem. People are looking for policies and vacation schedules. This is a financial services problem where clients are asking questions about their portfolio. This is a healthcare problem where there's patients trying to get more information about self-service. 2023 will be all about us expanding into these other use cases beyond customer care. You know, we won't need to be pragmatic, but our future vision is to become unified search for all of enterprise. But we're also pragmatic that our current core capabilities are really focused on customer care, but we quickly want to expand to these other areas and make it holistic across the company. I'm going to tell you, making agents' lives better is really, I see three themes. I see the AI being the way you're doing it. I've seen other people do this through a visualization of the information in flowcharts. Visual learners learning the solution, introducing that I think is, it's trendsetting. I think what you're doing in terms of unifying search is trendsetting. I think that the other thing I see is gamification coming in. So I'm really, those are the three things I'm looking at. And I appreciate you sharing your vision about um, AI and how it can impact the business and transition into things like HR and others. I think that's a natural evolution, but I like that you're focused. We've talked about you. Why did you want to partner with me and my audience? I'm excited about partnering with you, Dennis, because you are a innovator. You think about the future, yet you're trying to make it very pragmatic to the audience. And that's the story we really want to tell. We have a grander vision that with all of these new technologies and AI, you can do some amazing things, but you have to be practical to the problems that people are facing today. And I think you're able to translate that very well. And we're excited that you're able to help us tell that story. Again, we are all dealing with what is the right knowledge in front of me in our personal lives. There's so much information that we tune stuff out. In business, if you tune stuff out, you don't get the right answer because you have to, that action actually has some results that are very dependent on that action. So we're excited that you're able to help us tell the vision, but most importantly, make it pragmatic for the audience on what we can solve today. Yeah, we're going to tell a story about the evolution of an AI startup in the CX space in ways that will give the audience more knowledge about how this industry works and how solutions work. So thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to buy or they want to talk about AI, or they want to talk about these things, how do they reach you? Yeah, please go to aptedge, A-P-T-E-D-G-E dot I-O. We have the ability to connect with demos, connect to our sales team to be able to show different things, plenty of use cases on those sites. Definitely reach out and uh, we can, you can also email our sales team, sales.aptedge.io. We can set up a trial very, very quickly for you guys to experience uh, this, this knowledge orchestration in action. Okay, aptedge.io, sales.aptedge.io. Just on personal, what's your, what do you think is going to happen in 2023 from a technology perspective? What's the one thing not business related that you're paying attention to? Not sales related, just you as a human being. I 
think is humans understanding the power of AI that it, it is becoming more pragmatic in everything that we do. We don't even think about it. When we order a car on Uber, AI is being used. When we talk to Alexa, AI is being used. I think it's starting to understand that AI for good for humans and, 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 and be able to leverage that and start understanding that the relationship between humans and AI is the most important thing. I think you're right about that. 2023 is going to be a year we go from Skynet and Terminator fear of AI to like um, man's best friend. L- let me just say one more thing. You were around in 2008 recession. Some of the biggest businesses grew out of that because humans had to reset, right? Um, Airbnb, Uber, Netflix, they all exploded during that time. This current reset where, hey, you know what? The economy grew so fast. Now it's a bearing economy. Now people have to think about leveraging technology a different way. It really allows technologies like us to, to start to grow. And we're excited to be able to share this with the world. I think there's a lot of exciting things we're doing. I don't think it's artificial intelligence. I think it's mixed intelligence. I think it's the agents and the text and the and the historical content. It's this new mixed intelligence. That is the, the winning advantage. I think you're right on to something. Okay, with that said, I'm going to wrap this video up and I appreciate you being here. That's a wrap. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this edition of CX in the Wild. If you've enjoyed the show today, please share it with someone else who appreciates this kind of original content. And be sure to visit DennisWakabayashi.com to catch up with Dennis or find out where we're going to be on our next CX in the Wild adventure.